SAFM. Very good day to you, Mzansi. Welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. The show is produced by Hazel Marcuseni. And Leandra Mafiana is our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0892-102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at otherwise SAFM or at Shadow Twala. On the show today, we'll look at the latest Marie Claire issue with editor Aspasia Karras. We get inspired by Nelia Annadale, owner and founder of Kido Children's Clothing. And finally, we go to Africa's biggest business startup expo showcase with Mike Anderson, the CEO of National Small Business Chamber. But first, our lunch bite for today being June the 1st. We have, and, and Phyllis McGinley says, we have not owned our freedom long enough to know exactly how it should be used. So as we women have struggled to become free, we've tried out various forms of freedom. We used to think we were free when we were the kind of women men wanted us to be. Then we thought we were free when we could be like men. We thought we were free when we could treat men the way, the way we had been treated. We thought we were free when we had access to jobs where we could reduce our lifespan through stress-related diseases. We thought we were free when we had made the team and were allowed to play games in which we had no interest. We thought we were free when we had money, power and influence. So, it takes time to grow into freedom. We have time yet. Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest is Aspasia Karras, editor of Marie Claire. Welcome, Aspasia. Hello, how are you? Are you warm, darling? It's cold. Apparently, yeah, no, it is. I've just landed in Cape Town, and I have to say that it's been very cold. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you traveling to your jet set, are you? No, 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 I live in Joburg, so uh, it's just flying down, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Look, it's, it, you, you've chose a nice way to celebrate uh, Billie Holiday's 100th birthday uh, by, <laughs> by putting a quote on your cover. Exactly, exactly. And it's a beautiful is, quote. If I'm going to sing like someone else, then I don't need to sing at all. Yes, <laughs> very beautiful quote, and in fact, so appropriate. And, and jam-packed, hey, Taylor Swift, the biggest pop star on the planet, is that right? Apparently <laughs> so. She is number one this week on the Billboard chart. Ah, ah. Again. <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently, apparently she's she's made the Forbes list as well, huh? Yes. Yeah. So I think it's a good it's a good week. But there's so much that's interesting in this edition. Uh, not least you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I thought, where did you find that picture? <laughs> Anyway, oh, you, you guys sent it to us. I, I, I think I think we did. Yes, but listen to me. Um, I'm loving um, Amal Clooney. Hey, sorry, I'm loving Amal Clooney. Is that is that how you say her ah, name? Ah, Amal Clooney. Yes, yeah, she's a game changer. So this is a new page that we started in the magazine called Game Changer. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly, what we love is just women who. Oh, much more than George Clooney's glamorous wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad somebody could, you know, he, he chose very wisely because she is much, much bigger than him. So she doesn't depend on, on his name, really. Oh, well, exactly, exactly. Um, what else can I tell you? We've got the Mandy Wiener Report, which is also a new, a new thing that we're doing. So she writes a report for us every month. And this month... Um, it's forgiving primeval. So she basically investigated if we can actually forgive and forget mm. um, Eugene de Cox's 
history. And I suppose it's kind of entirely relevant given that what's his name? He's been asking Mrs. Harney to forgive him. Mm, mm, and mm. she keeps on saying no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I personally, I think forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness is hard. And I think unless you are in, in, in someone's shoes, you can't really... Um, you know, make that decision of whether to forgive or not, and and you've got to well, be exactly. Yeah, you've got to be in those shoes to 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 you know to know what you you have to deal with. Um, so yeah, that's and I was hoping we could talk to Mandy because she's she's such a wonderful writer as well. Um, yes, well, I'm sure we can find her eventually. <laughs> eventually, eventually, we will find her. We find people. Um, um the, Then the the new beauty rules. You know what I was more interested in, sorry, is do happy couples masturbate? You know we don't like to do like <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> we like to ask the tricky questions. Um, and this is like a really interesting article because I, um, I just thought it's one of those like sort of dark areas in the marital like sort of sexual makeup where people don't actually talk about this stuff. I know, um, people don't, I mean, do people, what did you find? Did you find it was easy for people to talk about it? Yeah, I think it's very difficult, very, very difficult for people to just, like, actually deal with their own um, sexualities, never mind, like, in their relationships mm. and their partners, mm. unspoken things. So and I think masturbation is one of those things that's so very private that, the idea that it might still be going on in marriage is like quite interesting. Mm, mm. And, and I like the idea of investing in yourself. Yes, <laughs> Talk yes, from, from which that, is like from a special section. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's interesting. I mean, I worked, um, I, I worked, I went, I was the in-store entertainment at Louis Vuitton, I like to call it. Mm -hmm. But I was, uh, you know, they had their top customers coming in and I was giving them a trench talk at some stage last year mm -hmm. and what was very interesting to me was quite the number of women who were actually truly just investing in themselves. They weren't waiting for a man to buy them the bag. They were, the bag was like a sort of gift to themselves mm -hmm. at the end of a good, strong working year and they were like, here's my bag, I'm buying it. And it was really, really interesting to me, the, the professional women who were viewing it as their own investment in themselves. Mm, mm. But also, you know, there are many ways to invest in yourself. Uh, you, you know, you can give yourself uh, a boost as far as um, your career is concerned. You know. Um, yeah, exactly. A tech upgrade, mm. climb the career ladder. You know, there are all sorts of things, and we investigate it all. And it's not just about investing in your new Utah Unless you think we're totally suspicious. <laughs> but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, the laser treatments. What sort of laser treatments are these? I, I mean, are, are you giving a gift of si worth 60,000 Rand? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, it is a fabulous um, treat uh, prize. And, you know, I mean, I have done one or two laser treatments and I have to say there's nothing nicer because I have a great fear of immobilizing my face using both shots. <laughs> and I think boosting it from inside, like really boosting your collagen, kind mm. of creates, so it's, 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 I think, a really good prize, just saying. Mm. <laughs>
Okay, so that, I, I think people look forward to that. Um, yeah, no, thank you for another great issue. And well, welcome, welcome to Cape Town. <laughs> I'm going to try and cope with your weather, which I have to say in Joburg, let me not jinx this, but winter has yet to come to Joburg. Well, I know this. I was there last week and, and people had short <laughs> sleeves and, and, and shorts and I thought, okay, you know, we, we've got it. It's, it's, it's on. It's on. But thank you so much. At least you've given us tips on what to wear as well this winter. 60s swing. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. Winter fashion is it's we've 60s. We've got a, yeah, a bumper fashion section. There's like all fabulous fashion stories. The, you know, embracing the boy, girl look, the androgyny, the boho spirit of the 70s. It just gives you all the options. I love it. be street girl. A bit of everything, plus, uh, you know, all the boots on the market. Mm, I love it. I saw that. I love yeah, winter clothing. It's a very useful thing. All boots. So you can look at, the, uh, look at our boot selection and just truly feel that we've covered it all. You don't have to pull them all. Just look in the boots. Get it. <laughs> lovely, Spicia. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you for joining us. Eh? Thank you. Have a lovely afternoon. You Bye. too. Take care now. Bye-bye. Uh, go and get your Marie Claire. Um, it's at all good shelves. And, and you know what we've done? As opposed to talking to all editors in one day, we've split them throughout the week because we found we did not spend enough time with them. And, and, and you know, um, so just to get all that's in the magazine as to highlight so that you decide what to buy and uh, what you need if it's carrying what what you after. When we come back, we're speaking with Nelia Anandel. She's the owner and founder of Keto's Children's Clothing. Otherwise... On SAFM. Now, I don't know if you've seen Kido's children's clothing. It, they're proudly South African brand, and they're the only designer, only designer children's clothing brand to be both designed and manufactured in South Africa. At the end of 2014, their biggest competitors were both bought by True Words. So, Kido is now also the only truly independent designer children's clothing brand in the country. And we welcome now Nelia Anadel, the owner and founder of Kido's children's clothing. Hello, Nelia. Hello, Swanov. Thank you so much for, for talking to me. Lovely to be here. Well, we, we want to celebrate you because, I mean, uh, and I really wanted you to share your tips because there's so many people who have bright ideas but, you know, never get to start. And, you know, just take us back to 21 years ago. What happened? Oh, well, uh, 21 years ago, um, I I know I was born entrepreneur. I grew up on a farm and I often think uh, the kids that grew up on a farm they have to keep themselves busy and that's Sorry Nelia, do you have your radio on? I beg your pardon. No, no, no I don't. Oh, there's an I, echo I, I there's an echo somewhere, I'm not sure, but go ahead So yes, I grew, I grew up on a farm and we always had all sorts of ideas to keep ourselves busy. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I was probably born with a bit of entrepreneurial spirit and then I gave uh, at the age of 32, I gave birth to a beautiful set of twins, and all of a sudden, children's clothing became lovely to me. And 24 uh, years ago, there were absolutely nothing really, not, not like like it is today, mm. it's completely different. But there were so few options available, and I really thought there was nothing really, really beautiful enough for my beautiful kids. <laughs> and then, um, the very first holiday away from the babies, with skiing, I'm very... Uh, fond of snow skiing and I was in uh, 
in an accident that really, really became the wake-up call for me mm. to start the keto brand. Mm. I came back after a whole lot of facial injuries and a whole lot of time off and decided to, to, to take the big leap. But I suppose one has to, to have the courage mm. to take that, that first leap. I think that's probably the, the, the first step you need to take. Well, that and that's the most difficult step to take. You know, we we all want to take the leap. Um, somebody was saying, you know, if you if you just take that leap, a net will appear somewhere to hold you up. But not not too many of us have that sort of faith, you know. To and I want to know how you um, just got off or, or went beyond your fear. And I probably also realized and. Um, that there was there was a gap in the market. Mm. So I it it was definitely I would say first of all a big passion for, for what I was doing. Mm. First of all, really, really I was a new mother, completely passionate in love with my kids. And I and I had this this accident so I was shaken up and realized, you know, I have a dream mm. and the best time to realise the dream is now. I think so often we all have dreams but we especially when we have kids, you think, Oh, let let me wait for kids start going to school or until they finish school and the end, the, the dream never happens. So, um, you know what, it was just the realization and I couldn't find the right stuff in South Africa. So I started walking around the shopping centers and I started doing research and I really realized at that point of time something that is creative and cotton and different just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, so did you create your own fabrics or did you have to... Um uh, look around and find fabric uh, elsewhere? No, I created my own fabrics and I, I started off by painting little images from my days on the farm, little mm-hmm. farm animals and outdoor um, graphics on uh, on fabric, you know, with, with fabric paints. And then I would cure it and then make up a little garment and then put the color, you know, dye it on a pot. Um, in a pot on the stove. So it was really, really basic at the, at the beginning. And then I started designing the fabric, printed it, dyed it, and 22 years later, we're still creating these beautiful, happy garments that, um, that the little kids wear. Beautiful. Now, and, and of course, you needed to grow your business then because, you know, you couldn't keep it as a, as a home business. How, was that difficult to, to start employing other people or did you have that kind of skill already knowing what you're looking for? Um, definitely for entrepreneurs, the challenge is first of all the money. You know, where do you find money to actually, because you need to, most of us, most businesses need some some cap- capital, mm-hmm. so it's to find to find a bank or a, or a company or individual that will that will support you if you don't have, if you don't come from money. So mm-hmm. that was that was definitely a, a challenge. Is where to how do I um do, where do I get the cash from to actually put into the business? Mm-hmm. The next thing is now you you maybe find you have a product and you have. The, the money, but where do you find the premises? You know, to find the right 
especially when you're a new business, to go into a shopping center and say, I'm, I want to, to open a children's clothing store, you know, people will not really believe me if you don't have a track record. Mm. And then the next thing is to find the customers that, that will trust your product enough that they will want to spend money on it. Mm. But there's really a lesson that I had to learn. I had to get to, grew to a point and then you have to evaluate your own strengths and weaknesses and I think that was a very good call for me because that's the point where I got myself um, a financial partner that could take over that side of the business that mm. really really supported the growth mm. Mm. and now you, you you are exporting your goods to what 16 countries yes to right between 16 and 20 countries um, that also happened through a mother, the business, I was, Kida was only a, a year around, around for about a year when a woman from Switzerland walked into one of the Kida, the Kida store Tiger Valley, and she absolutely fell in love with this South African inspired product. Mm. One can see the sun and the happiness in it. <laughs> and, and she bought some, some stuff for her little two year old. She came back the next day. And I have to tell you, six months later, we opened the first of all, um, overseas store um, in Baden, and the shop is still is still going and still trading successfully. So this is how the the whole export market started. You know, and 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 finding people to work for you though, um, was it difficult or did you have to teach? I mean, how did you go about it? Uh, because much as you're starting something new as a new business, but I, I suppose you didn't know much about uh, employment. He didn't know anything about employment, and I always say I'm so grateful for the biggest gift that I personally have is that I've managed to draw very good people to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, a business is, is just as good as it's rejecting, and uh, we're around for 22 years, and I am surrounding myself with the most incredible, wonderful uh, team of people. I have to tell you, a lot of the, the, the people that are working for me really started maybe as, as a casual in one of the shops and wanted to grow. And I think one of the key philosophies is that we invest in, in our people. Mm. And when we see there's a person that wants to grow, we give them the opportunity. We really love to see. And to me, you know, they are, I'm thinking of a specific person that started as a casual in my factory shop that is now the production manager wow. and completely in control of her own destiny. And it's absolutely beautiful to be, to witness it and to know that you, you played a part in it. Mm-hmm. But, but you, you know, you talk about giving back. You also give back to community quite a bit. Uh, you, you, you doing, uh, you've, you've collaborated with Joanne Strauss. Tell us about that. Oh, yes. Um, Joanne is such a beautiful and such an inspirational person. And we did a show together. Um, it was about 10 years ago, a Pacella show together. And I think both of us realized that we would like to work together you know, in the future. And after she had her baby, she contacted me and she said she really, really feels that it's time that she, that she give back. She has the, the beautiful blessing of such a beautiful, healthy little child. Mm. And we decided to to do a zippy grow. It's a little, um, very easy going, a little baby grow that, that doesn't have a lot of studs. 
and we she helped me she designed something that was really uh, practical for her and what her baby and her needs and we decided that with, with each and every baby grow that we sell we will feed and fix we will provide six warm meals to, to needy people and especially kids out there. Mm. And I think we are clocking uh, more than 10,000 meals at the moment. So it's been a beautiful, beautiful project oh. that we are very, very happy about. No, that's amazing. So, so um, that, that's one of the very few things you do, the Little Miracle Feeding Scheme. But you, you also um, feel very strongly about saving the rhino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that comes from um, growing up on a farm. I really, really, I love nature. And I'm, I'm so completely in love with our um, South African wildlife. I think we are so special that we have it. But we need to preserve it. I want my children and my grandchildren to, um, to, to know the rhinos. They're high up in Africa, there's, there's hardly any left. Mm. So we have, every single season, we bring out new T-shirts. And when you see a little rhino on a T-shirt, you will know that that T-shirt will support uh, the saving of the rhino um, with, with various projects that we do. Mm. We're very, very passionate about it. Well, I don't know where you find the time to do all of this and, and still run a company. But I want to talk to you about, because I know you're very passionate about empowering women as well. And I want you to, to talk us through the, you know, your setting up of, of, of CMTs in, 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 in satellite areas. Um, yes. You know, um, I think I have honestly never felt that I've worked for money. To me, um, there's so much more and the benefit of good and empowerment of the woman has really been, I've always felt so passionate about it. It's been so rewarding. And, and one big problem that we in South Africa have, and our mothers and everybody that has a child know we have to wake up early in the morning, take the child to, to a, a day mother. Mm. It really, really comes with such a big set of, of challenges. Mm. So what we did, instead of the moms traveling to the factory, getting up very early, catching a bus, a train, and another bus, coming uh, to work after sitting for, for an hour and a half in, in commuting and, and again do the same in the evening. Do you know, we, do you know what I'm going to do is, is please, Nelia, stay on the line. We take, we'll continue with that story when we come back. So please do stay okay. with us. Okay, now my guest is Nelia Annandale, uh, owner and founder of Kido's Children's Clothing. And we're talking about giving back, especially empowering women with Nelia. So you, you, you noticed that women were spending a lot of time uh, commuting to and from work, Nelia, and that's 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 a normal thing. So, w- what did you do, Nelia? Um, commuting to the main factory, mm-hmm. we we um, supported a few women to start their own businesses. Mm-hmm. So they will run their own little community, and that is now in Bontiero, where they live, and they will get their garage or a spare bedroom, put a few women in there, train them. And they will do, for instance, only the T-shirts or only little shorts. Mm. So they get for one specific operation. And then our truck will deliver the cut goods 
So we will still do all the cut work. We will deliver it to them. They will sew it together, and every Thursday we will go and fetch the work. Now, quality is, is of course, quality is very, very important to Kino. So our quality controller actually visits those little satellite factories every single day. But it means um, it is a continuous um, and sustainable income for the women, and they don't commute at all. They actually work, uh, walk to work. And it's in the areas where the kids go to school. So the kids can quickly pop in during lunchtime or mm-hmm. they can even go home to go and look after, you know, to make a lunch for their children. We really, really find that um, it, it works very well. So it, it, it really didn't cost you that much extra? Or would you say you had to invest a, a large amount of money to set up these satellite uh, CTMs, CMTs rather? No, not at all, because it's driven by the little entrepreneurs in these areas themselves. You know, my dad, my dad always said, but you'd rather teach a child to catch their own fish than always give it to them. So mm. we are teaching these girls or we're encouraging them to catch their own fish. So they are independent little, um, satellite factories and we just make sure that we provide them with cut work and, and work. And um, this is, yeah. That is so amazing. That is so. Mm. So, how many of these have you got, Nelia? We have we have three going at the moment. And I suppose that's enough to to get your to get the the right amount of stock that you require. Yes, absolutely. We're also expanding our own factory at the moment and getting some new machinery. We you know we 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 manufacture Africa everything in South Africa, and we really try um, to to keep up with what's going on in the rest of the world. Um, uh, yes, we, what we do um, also that makes us a little bit different, we um, have a vert- vertically integrated system, um, which means that from the design to the manufacturing to retail, it's all the same business. Mm-hmm. So um, the time, the quick fast response, we can respond a lot quicker if some of the staff is sold out to quickly and remake and manufacture than if we would import from China or from the East or elsewhere because the lead times are so very long. We're talking about about six months or, or more. Mm-hmm. So, Nia, if, if somebody wants to do something very similar to what you're doing, are you willing to, to teach them the ropes? Are you willing to help start up? I'm thinking if somebody's listening from a different part of, the, of, of South Africa but would also like to, to use the same systems as you do, are you willing to share that information? Yes, I've always um, had the attitude that uh, that one needs to share and um, and guide younger entrepreneurs mm, mm. because our country is so full of opportunities mm. and we need a great job in this country. And yes, I'm absolutely willing to share. You know, the 22 years of experience that uh, I've gathered, I suppose, and one one make somebody else's life a little easier by sharing. Fantastic, fantastic. So how do we get hold of you? How Do you have a website or is there an email address we may use? Yes, I can share the website. It is at www.kido.com or .ca.za and my personal email address is Nelia at keto.co.za. I think that would probably be the easiest way. Nelia at keto is K-E-E-D-O, hey? 
keto.co.za Yes. Fantastic. I'm, I'm so, I, I really am so inspired by your, by your story. And thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. And, and congratulations for all the wonderful work you do. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you so much, Charlie. Thank you, Nelia. Take care now. So it's Nelia at keto.co.za or visit her website, uh, www.kedos.co.za. Um, and, oh, yeah, no fantastic work that she does when we come back we go to the to africa's biggest business startup expo showcase with mike anderson otherwise on safm my guest is the c founder and ceo of the national small business chamber mike anderson mike welcome to otherwise thank you very much it's uh, thank you for having me small business is big business is it that's our slogan, of course. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us what, what to expect at my business expo. Of course, it started already, or are you starting on the 4th? Uh, uh, it's starting on the 4th. It's a one-day only, uh, and of course, Thursday is a big day. It's the eighth uh, consecutive uh, show now, and uh, it's focused, of course, it's my business expo, and it's all focused on the, uh, the aspiring entrepreneur who is serious about starting a business, and of course, your business owner and seasoned business owner who really wants to get ahead and build their business. Mike, starting a business is not as easy as people make it sound, especially, you know, with, with no money. Uh, no one wants to invest in a new venture, or uh, am, I, am I wrong? Are there people willing to invest in new businesses? Well, yes, it's, it's very challenging out there, and you know, we, we, the stats are very poor, not only in South Africa, but of course beyond, and, and uh, you know, very few uh, people who start a business uh, survive the first thousand days, mm. and as we say, that the honeymoon is over very quickly, and of course, the two biggest challenges are, as we know, is access to finance, and second of all, uh, the inability to build a customer base and boost top line. So we address these kind of needs at My Business Expo in a practical, how-to, formatted way where people have more of an insight on what they really need to do and how to do it and how to access finance and, of course, where to get finance. And, of course, there are many other solutions like techno solutions and legal issues, etc., which make up the fold of, of, of what's happening on the day. What, what, what are the misconceptions, you know, that, that I mean, the, the people have certain expectations and sometimes I suppose it's not, it's not even necessary to, to have a funder if you do the right thing? Well, I'm glad you said that. And, and I think what is important about funding is that just about 80% of people uh, who borrow money shouldn't borrow money. Mm. You know, we, we say that it's not always about the inability to, to find the finance. Is that if you work hard enough uh, and you do the right things, you know, you, you, you can almost finance yourself. Not all the time. As we say, sales is everything. If you have an abundance of sales, cash will flow. And if cash flows, you can fix anything. Technology, the right people, the right solutions, uh, etc. So, yes, in, in in many cases, accessing money is, is very necessary. Uh, short-term money sometimes is more necessary than long-term borrowings. But and, and, and I think that that is the, the real issue. You know, uh, what we do at the NSBCs is teach people how to borrow money. You know, we need to uh, have the personalised business plan. We need to show our ability to repay the loan. We need to understand where to find the right kind of money for the money that I want to borrow. So it's not merely about just accessing money. There's a number of key factors involved. First of all, if you really need the money to borrow, and, and, and of course, if you don't need the funds, uh, or if you can get away without borrowing money, then that's first price. What are funders looking for? Is there a pool of funders that's sitting there thinking, 
okay, if this idea walked in, I would, I would, I would put my money on it. Yes, first of all, you, you, you know, you have to have, be, be the right person with the right experience. You have to have the right business model. Uh, you have to have uh, uh, creditworthiness. I think this is where a big problem is, and a big part of our show on Thursday is, uh, you know, how to be creditworthy and how to be credit ready. And, and there are a lot of uh, people who are about to borrow money who have poor credit record. So we need to have a, a, a good credit record in place. We need to show our ability to repay the loan. That's very important. And of course, what we do need to have is a very personalized business plan. What many people do, unfortunately, is that they, uh, they print the, uh, you know, they, they, they Google or they search for a nice business plan, they print it down, and they, they create someone else's business plan. And then, of course, funders can see through that. Mm. So there are, there are a few vital steps that we need to adhere to in order to behave properly so we can borrow money. It, Either way, it's very difficult to borrow money, but of course, there are many ways in which we, 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 we can behave better in order to borrow money, and that's what we're all about. Now, outside this expo, my business expo, what, 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 are you, what does the National Small Business Chamber do throughout the year? Thank you. The National Small Business Chamber is the largest organization in South Africa representing the small to medium-sized business space. We have over 86,000 uh, SMEs who are members of the organization. And, of course, uh, although it's not easy out there, it's very difficult to survive out there, but it's, it's, we give SMEs that extra edge to start a business and that extra edge to stay in business and build their business. For us, the ultimate objective is job creation. You know, if we can all help SMEs stay in business so SMEs can build infrastructure and, of course, employ others, uh, that's the future of job creation, of course, the alleviation of unemployment. So we at the NSPC are very passionate about, we're a non-profit organization, we're very passionate about helping people make the right decisions in coming into business and second of all helping them in every way possible through a number of benefits stay in business and build their business i want to know you know it's, it's the first of june it's youth month and we've got a huge number of young people unemployed how would it benefit young people uh, attending my business expo should they be coming there and what should they look out for when they are there well, of course, you know, the future of uh, small business and the future of our economy is all about young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we at the NSPC are very passionate about in our, in our, in our various movements and about mobilizing the youth to think beyond a job. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I think that's important. There's a lot of unemployment. There are a lot of people leaving school, uh, leaving university, colleges, etc., mm-hmm. and uh, they in search for that all-important job. Many won't, unfortunately, be able to get that job. But there is a way out. You know, if we can start teaching uh, the younger generation to think beyond the job and create their own job. And, of course, My Business Expo allows people, especially the youth, whether you're the youth or whether you're an elderly person or whether you're a professional getting ahead, it caters for the youth as equally as well in helping the youth think out the box, uh, help them seize new ideas, uh, help them find new opportunities. And it's not all about they don't have the money. There are many things that we can all do uh, in getting ahead and employing ourselves in what we can do. And, and it's about merely never giving up. You know, it's about keep moving. And it's about finding that ultimate opportunity that we're passionate about so that we can build a business from scratch. And, and, and so, yes, a very big need. And, of course, we take that... Uh, Mike, where have you gone? Hello? Where have you gone? You just disappeared I'm, for a minute. Oh, my apologies. Uh, uh, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Sorry about that. My apologies. Okay. Of course, a youth is very important in a nutshell. We can all think beyond a job. And as a young person, 
it will still be on a job and get ahead. Okay, now I seem, I seem, I seem, I, I, I think uh, you've given us quite a bit, but I just, if your phone can hold up, I just want to know if there are uh, specific industry uh, industries to to concentrate on, or, or if where there's more opportunities, I suppose, than than others, or is, is it across the board? Uh, if people are thinking of starting a business, should they be looking at particular industries? Mike? Okay. I think we've lost Mike. His, his phone is just totally gone. But um, the, the, he's the founder and CEO of, of the National Small Business Chamber. I suppose uh, you, may get, uh, you may find it online. I, I'd like to believe that you may find it online. But the expo is on in Durban on the 4th of June. I'm not too sure where in Durban, but uh, it is in Durban uh, and it's called My Business Expo and it starts on Thursday and uh, it's free to attend provided you pre-register at www.mybizexpo.co.za So apparently you may attend free provided you pre-register at www.mybizexpo.co.za and uh, that was Mike Anderson we spoke to.